0: Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show, but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod, and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep, you're just really ready to take it to the next level? Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health, We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. A plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There is ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com/slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another wonderful Tuesday where we can sit and actually talk. Bikini. But first, I wanna say that I'm absolutely blown away. Last week's episode with Paige Lily was on fire. I picked one person who left a review to win one free posing session with Paige Lily. I just wanna go on and read her review because it was so special and so touching. This one was by Carrie Berg. She entitled this inspirational and enlightening. As someone new to the sport, it's been so helpful to hear the interviews with different women of different mindsets, goals, lifestyles regarding competitions. The biggest takeaway, they're all normal humans who have an unwavering support for one another. It's so inspiring. Thank you so much, Carrie. You have no idea how much it means to me. I really hope that you enjoy your free posing session with Paige Lily, and I really appreciate each and every single one of you for leaving a review or even just clicking a five-star rating. I really appreciate the support. So let's get back in. Talk bikini, ladies. So today, the woman that I'm going to be introducing to you today is actually someone that I think is really, really awesome. And I'm not just saying that. There is just something about her that is just so mesmerizing. And she is... And I think it has to do with the fact that she's extremely involved in educating everyone and really opening up and sharing her struggles with everyone. And this is just so important, especially if you're trying to grow. You may remember her latest victory when she won the overall at Miami Nationals last year. Today, we're going to dive deep and really talk to you about how she handles her off season and the changes that actually happen physically as well as mentally. She shares how she feels being in season versus off season and how the attention that she gets is just not the same. People's views change and this actually affects her business, her lifestyle and her relationship. So this is going to be so much fun to dive into because I know that we can all relate. And this is so cool. Get this, her and her boyfriend both own their own bikini team. It's called Cosmic Bodies. And their dynamic is freaking awesome. He is not only her partner, but he's her business partner and he's her coach. And she's actually gonna share with you guys exactly how this works and how they flourish together, being their own power unit. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional, Lauren Miller. Hey, Lauren. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, my God. I am so excited that you're here. And this is so cool because we literally just met in person like a week ago, and I already feel like uber connected to you.
1: I know. I mean, you live close to me. We should hang out in
0: person more. <laughs> I know. We live like 10 minutes away, not even. It's kind yeah. of crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. And we're going to start the podcast off the way I always start the podcast. We're going to start with a bikini hack, just a series of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. All right, Lauren, where are you from? I'm from um, Tampa, Florida woo! Yeah, <laughs> Awesome. And how many years have you been competing? Yeah. So I
1: started competing in 2015. So yeah, it's been like five-ish years since I've been competing.
0: Awesome. Me too. Already another <laughs> similarity. Tampa,
1: five years. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> and where did you get your pro card
0: and when? Yeah. So
1: I got my pro card in 2017 at MPC nationals and actually won the overall there as well. So.
0: Oh my goodness. That's an amazing accomplishment. Oh yeah. And Lauren, I'm curious, name a quality, one or two qualities about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I love to work hard and I'm sure, you know, all the competitors out there have that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, a very hard worker and I, I love building muscle too. Like I love the off season. I love the time where you can actually build your physique, which is done, you know, in the improvement season. So I think me loving the improvement season so much is what does help me a lot with just this living, this lifestyle, you know, with the whole competing and the, the bodybuilding. Um, so yeah,
0: Definitely. And your approach um, in season, are you normally following like a macro diet? um, Like if it fits your macros? Or do you follow a more of a structured meal plan?
1: Yeah, so I follow I always have followed if it fits your macros. um, Just because I like having that variety, you know, I like having that flexibility in, in my diet. And and just like having that a flexibility of, you know, just switching out like your vegetable sources and switching out like your protein sources. And, you know, I eat whole foods, obviously, but when I am craving a little something, something like I allow that into my diet. But I think it's important to have that variety, you know, in your diet for like, just like your gut health and stuff like that. Because sometimes if you are on a meal plan for so long, eating the same exact things you know, it's, um, it it's can tough. harm you in the end, you know, especially with like your gut health.
0: Mm, definitely. I feel like your body um, forgets how to break down all of the other foods. So when you, yeah. you introduce it, you, you know, those foods to your body, your body just freaks out, doesn't know what to do with it. It's not used yeah. to the foods. And then you have a lot of gut issues. Definitely. Oh, I see. can agree. And I can relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an interesting question. What time of day do you normally train? Are you a morning person or evening person? Yeah,
1: so right now I'm definitely like like a morning afternoon type of person. Like I wake up early and like I'm just like so ready to like start my day and, and I just I'm so excited to get into the gym and work out and then like towards the later of the day I, I get tired pretty pretty easily. Like I go to bed really early. So I'm definitely like a morning person.
0: Definitely. And why exactly do you compete?
1: Yeah, I compete because it honestly has like shaped me into the woman I am today. It's like it's shown me what you know hard work, consistency, like determination can can bring you, and it has carried over into other areas of my life, like my business life, um, work, relationships. It's just it has really. shaped me into the woman I am, you know, today. So that's really why I compete. I love the challenge that it brings me. Um So yeah, that's Definitely. why. I, compete.
0: <laughs> I love it. And we all love the woman that you've turned into. You're super special and such a sweet gym. Thank you. Of course. So Lauren, what keeps you motivated?
1: Yeah, I mean, the motivation, you know, it's just uh, definitely the goal like obviously you know the goal was to become a pro and now the motivation is to step on that pro stage finally and you know the the goal is to get on the olympia stage so just that is really like motivating me to to push and you know right now it's just like a habit you know, like, it's just, like, a habit. Like, I go to the gym every day. You know, it's kind of just, like, brushing your teeth. You know, we are professionals, you know, now. So it's just, like, it's um,
0: it's just, like, a habit. Yeah, it's part of the routine. Like, you don't it's even think about routine. it anymore. You just – you get up, you brush your teeth, you know, you yeah. eat your breakfast, and you're, like, all right, time to go to the gym. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's like, like- – You don't even think about it anymore. And I love that you're goal-oriented. Like you're goal-driven and you love to accomplish goals and that's what kind of keeps you motivated. Some people are motivated by other things. They're motivated by like – the people around them, like what yeah. everybody else thinks about them. But I love how you really kept it, you know, internal and you were just like, you know, I really want to accomplish this goal. So yeah. I'm going to go after it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So <laughs> I think that that's awesome, girl. Yeah. So bring us back to like your greatest bikini moments. Tell us about that yeah. day.
1: Yeah. Greatest bikini moment. It was definitely, you know, at NPC Nationals when I was standing up on the stage, um, you know, waiting to know if I, you know, got my pro card or not. And I think once they, fu- cause top two earn, earn, their pro card at NPC nationals. And I was just standing there and they called, um, you know, I was left there with two other girls with, um, no, another girl, because we were the two left standing. And I was just like, oh, like I did it. It was just like, it was a huge relief. And you know, I started crying. I was shaking. I was, and when I got off the stage, I was just so happy. And then someone was like, Hey, you have to stay. You have to stay here because you're going to go do the overall. And I didn't even care. I was, you know, to go out for the overall title and I didn't even care. I was just like so happy. I finally like just like got the pro card that, um, that was definitely my, like the best moment of my life, especially, you know, winning the overall two. But I think just earning the pro card, it was just like a huge relief. I was just, you know, cause you work so hard, you know, for a goal and it finally happens. And it's, mm-hmm. it's honestly the best feeling in the world. I can't even explain it. I get chills thinking about it yeah. every time.
0: When- Okay, so not a lot of people know, but when you go to do the overall, you're competing with every single person that um, – well, at, at this show in particular, it's top two. So you're um, going up against everyone that placed first, right? Yes. And so
1: A through – I think it was A through H.
0: Yeah, so there's eight different categories, and you're going up against eight different girls again, you know? Yeah. So you have to knock out the 30 to 50 that are in your class, you know, yeah. place, you know, first or second, and then you go up against – eight more or seven more girls. Did you think that you were going to (laughs) win at that point when you were on stage going for the overall? Was there anything in your mind that was like, you know what? I'm going to, I look better than these seven girls. I'm (laughs) going to win. No, because we all look so
1: incredible. I mean, I was just, we were, we all look so, you know, so amazing. And I was just, I, I, I was just so happy in that moment, just that I won the pro card that when I was up on that stage, I was just. Smiling and just so happy, just to like be up there, that I didn't even realize I was in the center. And I didn't even, like, realize I was, like, in the middle of the overall at all until they called my name. Oh, and was, wow. You know, That's this, wonderful. Like, I know. It was, it was incredible, yeah.
0: Yeah. So last question of this bikini hack. I feel like we've already really gotten to get to know you a lot better. And we already love you. We're already falling so <laughs> so in love with you. It's great. So if you could pick one, what would be your favorite, prepping, stage day, or post-show treats? Um,
1: Gosh, I mean – I, I, it has to be stage, it has to be um, stage time, like, just the whole day, you know, I, I love getting the tan, I love um, just, like, the whole, it, it's just, and you meet so many people, too, you know, you're backstage, you're meeting so many people that are, like, into this the same thing that you love, um, so, and I, it's fun to get all glammed up, and, like, you know, it, it's the end, it's like, okay, here's the day, so... Um, that's definitely, that's definitely fun for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love it all. I love the off season. I love prepping. I mean, they all have really like, I you got to love it all, you mm, know? So, definitely.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So bring us back to exactly like how you started your fitness journey.
1: Yeah. So I started my fitness journey um, like in middle school and high school. I was mm. really competitive in track and cross country. So that was, I was like always very active throughout my life. And I loved competing and and trying to win or whatever. And then after high school, um, I needed that, that outlet again. So I started, you know, lifting weights in the gym. Um, so that's kind of how it all began. Yes.
0: Okay, and then how did like actually stepping on stage become a decision that you wanted to make?
1: So, my boyfriend Kyle actually Oh, Kyle. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he convinced me because he he was the one that showed me how to lift and work out because I was all about running. You know, I was all about wanting to be like lean and skinny and a runner and then he was like, "Okay, let's let's get into the gym. And he showed me squats and deadlifts. And, you know, um, and then I really started transforming my body and putting on muscle. And, and um, then he said, Hey, let's, let's try this. Let's try this bodybuilding thing. Cause he always talked about bodybuilding. He was always showing me pictures of bodybuilders and whatnot. And then he showed me like some bikini competitors. He's like, you should really go after this. And I'm like, fine. Uh, let me just try it and see if I like it, and obviously I did it, and I, I love it now. So, um,
0: yes. So, thank you, Kyle. You are amazing. So, tell us a little bit about Kyle. I think he's a competitor, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Kyle, um, he actually competed in his his first season two in two thousand seventeen. He does. Um, yeah, he work. He does the the Natural Confederation, so like OCB and oh, yeah, like th- those types. Um, and, um, yeah, like I've been with him for like seven years now and we built a business together, um, team cosmic bodies. So we help, you know, um, people get to the stage. We also have lifestyle clients too. So, Oh my
0: goodness. Team cosmic bodies. That's amazing. So you guys already have your own team? Yes. That is so cool. So what is exactly your team's mission statement? Like what are you guys sought out to do?
1: Yeah. um, We want to prep people the right way, the responsible way, um, and get people to the stage, you you know, the right way so that they can have longevity in the sport. Hmm. Um, We, you know, we don't want, we really care about your hormones and not just running our clients into the ground. You know, we do incorporate like refeed days, carb cycling, um, diet breaks. And we just, Have a lot of like fun with our clients. We're super personal, um, just because we know this means so much to to these people that we love to teach as well. So yes, we're getting you to the stage, but we're also teaching you all the tools you need to you know you need to know.
0: Yeah. Um, that's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. So, Kyle is your boyfriend. He's your business partner and he's your coach. How the heck yeah. do you do that? <laughs> How do you guys do that? And he's a physique competitor. Like, yeah. is there any like times where there's just been so much tension that things just like, go crazy? Like, or is this like a really good mix? Like, do you guys ever get confused? I mean, I'm asking like a million questions in one, but I'm sure we're all <laughs> curious. Like, do you guys ever get like mixed up between like, you know, it being a relationship versus it being a business versus it being like yes. a client and, you know, <laughs> no, coach relationship? Know. It, like there's already like four different relationships you guys have with one another. It's interesting. Oh yeah. No, it, it, that
1: is a lot. And it's just, he, he is like my best friend in a way, and it's it's good to. I feel like I'm at an advantage kind of with him working with me because he does, you know, see me every day, and he can he can look at me and he can he keeps me accountable for sure. Um, he actually like pushes me more when like when I'm in the gym. Like he comes over and he's like, "Hey, yes, you need to be doing. You need to be raising the weight or your forms off or." So I, I, you know, it really, I feel like I'm at an advantage with him and he's the one that like has taught me everything about nutrition and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, we definitely have our time, like we have our time, like we have our time. Okay. This is our work time. This is like our gym time. And then we have time to ourselves where we're just like a normal couple going out to eat, walk, going to see a movie, you know, walking our dog. Um, I think us just getting outside, you know, you know, walking our dog or um, playing fetch with her or whatever. Like we have to have our time that is not talking about fitness, that is not talking about our business. Um, Even though we love talking about our business, like it's literally all we talk about, but um, it's, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we, how we balance it all. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So is this kind of like a, 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 I guess a daily thing, like every morning you guys know that this is like you know, relationship time. And then in the gym, it's like coaching client time. And then when you get at home or when you're at home, it's like work time. Like, is that kind of how you balance it? I'm kind of, I'm trying to figure out like, how do you set the boundaries? Cause I know me personally, like if I'm in the gym or if I have a rough day, I, you know, I I come home crying, you know, I'm, I'm so upset. And all I want is my boyfriend to be like, it's okay. You'll be fine. Like how does, (laughs) so what does he tell you as your coach? Yeah. (laughs) I guess I'm more curious about. He
1: so with the coaching side of things, it's just like how you would check in with with your regular coach, you know, okay. with the progress photos. So I still send him like just like how our clients do it. I type in our spreadsheet, you know, I um, upload the pictures and the video. So it's and then he communicates through me through email. So oh, it's wow, like, okay. You know, so it's kind of like that's how we communicate with that side of things, with the coaching side of things, because he's got to be objective, you know, he's a coach, you know, he can't just see me going, I'm so hungry. Can I have like, you know, a refeed today? So, um, you know, it's all through computer that's how he like talks to me through that that yeah
0: yeah I totally get it that makes so much more sense to me now because it's interesting because uh my coach is actually my boss as well so she's my Mm. friend she's my coach and she's my boss so (laughs) yeah (laughs) and now she's my sponsor because she sponsors this um podcast so it's like I have you know different emails that I I, I use to send and communicate with her. So I have one email where I check in and then I have, you know, the, um, the email, the work email that we converse back and forth with. And then if I want to talk to her as a friend, I text her. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so that's yeah. so interesting. So I like that you guys kind of, you know, keep that, you know, that client coach relationship by making sure that you still check in online, making sure that things are still in order so that you can really, uh, you know, function better and see results. Yeah. And don't get the two mixed up. That's awesome. I think that you guys are great. Like you guys are like a powerhouse couple, like freaking killing it, changing people's lives. And that's like, that's what it's all about. So I love that. I want to talk to you about, um, you know, before you did, before you went into um, your show, your pro or when you, Sorry. I want to talk to you about before you dove right into Nationals. How did that year like start? Like what was your plan? Did you do yeah. a lot of shows or did you just only prep for that one show? Like what mm-hmm. exactly happened? Okay.
1: So, I really prepared myself for this. I really got myself ready for to go cuz so in 2015, I competed, I got nationally qualified, you know, I, I did pretty well, but then I was like, do I look like a pro yet? Like, do I have that pro, you know, physique, that foundation, that muscle? Not, not really. So I took two years off to really focus on hmm. putting on muscle, getting my metabolism in a good place and getting my will power high. Because I knew in 2017, when I stepped on that stage, I wanted to dominate. I wanted to get my pro card. And I was going to freaking go all out. And I was ready to do so because I took two years off. So I, you know, in 2017, I was like, I am so ready to go all in. So I, um, I had to get requalified again, which I did. And then, yeah, I had to do, um, I finally got my pro card at my fourth national show. So it it was a long season. I was, I was staged, you know, I was, I was lean for a year long. Like I started dieting in January. Um, You know, I was prepping for a year. So January till November, I was in prep and prep mode, but I was, so at the end of the year, I totally like emptied my tank. Like I was like totally done, but it was so worth it because I finally got that result. I finally won Mm -hmm. my pro card. So yeah, it was a really long season of being lean, doing all these shows, having a lot of letdowns, a lot of, a lot of failures, but it was just how I responded to the failure and getting back up again and, um, keep, and I kept going and it was so worth it in the end. So prepared myself, For 2017.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really brave of you to be able to take two years off. I think a lot of girls. Um, they don't realize that that's okay. You know what I mean? If you're competing and you're like, you know what? This is exactly what they're going for. Maybe I should take some time to really build and to grow. You know, it's 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 going to be okay. Like the stage is always going to be there and you came back and you turned pro and that's just like, that's just belief wow. that it's totally fine to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm more cu- curious about that whole year that you um, that you were competing. How were you able to stay lean the entire year? Did you ever like what was your method coming off each show
1: yeah so you know you you never you never know what's going to happen at at each show like each show I was planning on getting the pro card you know um well my first national show I was like okay let's just see what this is all about it was junior um USA's so that was like the first show I did I just wanted to see what it was about see if I was even like gonna do okay and then I got first call out and I was like oh my god this is awesome and then I I ended up getting third place and so after that I was like oh my god I want to do the next national show like Mm. let's go for it you know um and especially getting like in a first call out it it is good to try again Mm -hmm. so I I did um and then I did the and, and and in between shows I mean there was Everyone was different, but it's like these national shows are freaking spread out throughout the year. It's oh, like, yeah. It was, it's crazy. Like four weeks in between them, like sometimes it's four, sometimes it's six. So it's really it's tough. Um, and then so after um, Junior USA's, I did Junior Nationals. Wow. I think I got sixth place there. So that was kind of a letdown because I got third and then I got six. And then I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know what did I do wrong? You know, and it's just who shows up, you know, Mm -hmm. you never know, you never know at these shows. And so after each national show, I went back to the drawing board, you know, I go back to the drawing board. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Um, And I stayed really consistent, you know, with um, doing like counting my macros. And, you know, I I was on point throughout the whole time. I didn't want to mess anything up by going off plan. And I was taken really good care of, like, I do refeeds, diet breaks, and um, really play around with my calories just to, you know, keep me sane and, and happy.
0: Yeah, um, that's a really good method, especially if you're dieting for an entire year.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like, then I would do some reverse diet, like reverse diet out of a show, and then I would go back into it.
0: Okay. So,
1: yeah. Um, and then yep, and then there was the NPC universe, which I think I got fourth. And then after that, I was just I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this isn't for me. And I started like mm-hmm. really doubting myself, and I'm like, oh my god, like what am I doing wrong? Um, cause it, it's tough. It's tough to, you know, you put on all this work, you, you get into the first call out and then it's like, no, you know, and I wanted this so bad. So, um, after NPC universe, it was like 20 weeks before nationals. Mm. So that was definitely the hardest part was 20 weeks of, um, till your next show.
0: I couldn't even so, imagine.
1: You, got it, you can't gain too much weight. You know, you still have to stay stay pretty lean. Um, you don't want to mess up anything. So the first ten weeks, I kind of reverse dieted. Definitely had more flexibility. You know, I, I ate out a few times, and um, um, I, I tried to just stay around. You know, ten pounds above my stage weight or whatever. And then that last ten weeks, I just went all in and dieted hard I mean at NPC Nationals I don't think I it, it was my best physique I felt like I lost a lot of muscle definitely dieting for like a whole freaking year um but I pulled through in the end and that's why I am like so okay with taking a year off because I totally like emptied my tank like
0: oh yeah uh, definitely so I mean that's why I'm like yeah you just mentioned four shows in one year. I mean, that's crazy. And they were all, you know, spread out. And I couldn't imagine like those 20 weeks. But I love that you mentioned that you did a reverse and then you did another cut. And then you kind of stayed, you know, ten within 10 pounds of your stage weight. A lot of girls ask that. You know, they're like, oh, how long should I, you know – how long should I prep for? Or, you know, I just did a show. Like, how do I do the next show? And, you know, definitely doing reverse, you know, bringing your calories back up to, you know, maintain the muscle and obviously to feed the body because you're starving. <laughs> and then going slowly back into that cut, which is great that you were able to do that. Oh my God. The honorary tees are now available. I am stoked. These tees were designed by me and they represent everything this podcast is about. Strength, overcoming struggles, making the impossible possible, having a voice in the sport and of course, never giving up on your dreams. If you want to be a supporter of this movement, then head over to naimafit.com/shop to grab yours today. Use the code bikini diaries for 20% off your order. I will be ever so grateful. So after you turn pro, you were like, yeah, and you partied and you were happy and you cried. <laughs> so how did you actually go into handling your reverse after that? Because I know dieting for an entire year, you are probably, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would get off stage and I would want to eat everything in sight because I would be like, "Oh my god, I've been deprived for." But I mean, it may yeah. not it may not be that way for you because you, you had a lot of – like you said, you did reverse diet. You mm-hmm. did do um, cheat meals and you did free feeds and mm-hmm. diet breaks and stuff like that to kind of keep your mind at bay mm-hmm. and your body fed. But, it, you know, at some point, it, just mentally, it is a very, very draining. So yeah. exactly just- how did you handle your reverse and what yep. was your step-by-step process stepping off of stage?
1: Yep. So after my show – I was so ready to put on fat. Like I wanted to put on, you know, some body fat because I I did lose my period, you know, um, halfway through the year, which is, you know, that's not good. That's not healthy to lose your period. So I was so ready to put on some body fat and get my period back and get my hormones in a good place. and, And really, I wanted to, Get into building muscle as fast as I could. So at post show, obviously, yes, I ate. I had fun. I um, um, I ate some good food for sure. But instead of like reverse dieting, which is you know going to maintenance calories and then slowly you know increasing your carbs and your and your fats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. instead of doing that, I kind of just went ahead and gave myself the calories. I put myself in a surplus. Right away, um, just because I because it's hard to reverse diet. It's because reverse dieting sometimes you know you're still you're still hungry, um, and you know reverse dieting is you want to stay kind of lean and slowly you know gain the weight. But I was just so ready to all right, let's put on this weight, let's put on some muscle. So I did something called the recovery diet, which. It's, it's just like you're just in a sur- sur- surplus immediately you gain 10 pounds like immediately and then you hold steady obviously and yeah I got up to like 25 pounds above my stage weight but um, I needed that because I got my period back instantly within like uh, within like two months or something or not even like five weeks I got my period back fast after I gained that 10 pounds. Um, so that was such a good sign. I was so happy. I was like, yes, my body is functioning well. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Right into building muscle, feeling so good in the gym. I feel like I have improved my physique so much because I wasn't afraid to put on, you know, the body fat because I didn't want to stay stage lean anymore. I was so ready to just like put on the weight Um, and then, yeah, I got up to like 26 pounds above my stage weight and then I just did this mini cut. I am now done with it just to clean things up. So I did a mini cut and I got back down to, um, 12 pounds above my stage weight, which I am right now. That's wonderful. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's good to clean, you know, clean things up. The mini cut was only like eight weeks or so. Um, but now I'm in a really good place to put on some muscle again, so I plan on not going up to 25, 26 pounds like I like I just did. Mm-hmm. I plan on staying around 15 ish because you know I, I did a lot of the the work already.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: so yeah, I hope I hope that made sense. Yeah,
0: and- it definitely does. Um, what is exactly what exactly is your stage weight?
1: Yeah, so it actually like changed a lot. Um I think my first the first national show I did, I was around like 124 and then it just went down from there like uh, in nationals in Miami. I I think my stage weight got down to 8 um 118. Wow. So, and how tall yeah. are you? I'm
0: 5'7". Oh my gosh.
1: I know I got leaner, but I swear I think I lost a lot of muscle just like dieting for so long. Oh wow, so. yeah.
0: You're really, really tall. Um that's my yeah. stage weight and I'm five five. So if you <laughs> that's definitely a big difference. That's you, really... you might have more muscle than me. So that's Yeah, good. it's possible. <laughs> good. good <thing. laughs> um, I am kinda curious, how long did you lose your period for?
1: Yeah, so I I have always kind of lost my period when I do something very extreme, like when I was running cross country and track, I lost my period because I was running a lot, you know, kind of overdoing it with all of the running actually got pretty lean during high school, high school time. So I, I usually lose my period when I'm under some stress. And when you're dieting for shows, you get stressed out, your body's stressed because you're, you know, you're, you're losing all this weight, and you're getting very lean. So I say I, I lose my period when I'm like, um, when I'm like, maybe ten pounds ish above my stage weight. I'm, I'm thinking maybe even
0: five,
1: um, just because I, my body's very stressed out. Hmm. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that you mentioned that, you know, you've lost your period before because I think a lot of people are coming out on social media saying that, you know, oh my God, a monorrhea because of competing and it's not necessarily competing what is causing the, you know, um, you losing your period. Being in a deficit and getting your body to, um, you know, ex- extreme leans, you can do that in any sport that you're doing, or in any activity, you know, if like you yeah. said, if you're a runner, if you're a gymnast, you know, if you're a swimmer, even like you school. know,
1: like if you're stressed out at work or something like that, like work stress, stress with relationships and family, you can lose your period. Whenever your body is stressed out, you can lose it. But um, that's why it's really important that competitors take off seasons, you know, in oh yeah, seasons definitely, because, yes.
0: I know me personally, um, I think in the past I've probably I don't want to say I lose it entirely. Usually I will maybe lose it like if if it's like show day, if it's show day and I get my period that week, it probably won't come, but immediately afterwards it always comes or I spot, but I've never really had that long extensive time of no period. So that's very interesting. Um, when I hear that other girls do, um, Mm -hmm. it always makes me very, very curious. Um, but I did, you know, we were talking about how you did a recovery diet and how you were able to, you know, gain, um, you know, 25 to 26 pounds, um, above your stage weight now how long did it actually take you to gain that weight
1: yeah so i say in the first three months or let me see probably the first three months post show i gained the 10 pounds right off the bat like i really put on the weight um 10 pounds like immediately um, and then I hold it steady for a little bit, and then it's just been tr- trickling in here and there. I hit seven months post show, and seven months post show, I was up to twenty. I got up to like one forty six. So that's like okay. that's about like well, I don't know, like um, twenty six seven, <laughs> like pounds above my. Yeah, seat. it's okay.
0: It's a bunch of math. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I still felt really good mm-hmm. because I feel like i I put on muscle like that right after my show just because I gave myself the food. I put on um some body fat and I was training hard in the gym. So all that muscle that I lost during my season, I put that back on immediately mm-hmm. and then and then some. So I actually like felt pretty lean. Um, when I was like 10 pounds up and then when I was a 15 pounds up, like I still felt pretty lean, um,
0: yeah, so, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I actually got up to one forty six as well, and then I dropped back down um, a little bit. Um, I'm like one thirty eight right now, so that's kind of. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome that you. It's. I think it's very important that we definitely may note that it was like a gradual increase. Um, I think some people go a little crazy, um, you know, after a show, and they think, "Oh my god, I need to eat," so they eat everything, and then they're gaining the twenty five pounds within like the first two weeks. Yeah. But. Um, you know, for you, it was very, very gradual. You know, the first couple months, you know, you you were ten pounds up, and then you slowly, gradually increased, um, yeah. which is totally fine. Gaining muscle, you know, feeding your body, fueling your body, and um, just being like at a more healthier um, weight, which is great. But definitely, distinguishing the two is extremely important. Um, Yeah. So let's just go ahead and move forward. I definitely want to talk about how exactly did you prep your mind going to off season? Because saying we're going to do a reverse diet or saying we're going to do whatever we're going to do is one thing, but actually doing it is another. So how exactly did you prep your mind?
1: Yeah. So, um, after my, my show, you know, it's hard, it's hard transitioning into, you know, prep, prep mode. And then you have to transition to, you know, improvement season mode. And it's hard because you're so lean. You're so used to seeing that scale go down. You're so used to looking at yourself in the mirror, taking those progress photos, seeing you get leaner and leaner and leaner every week. I mean, you're literally seeing like daily, weekly changes in your physique when you're in prep, but then it's the opposite when you are in your off season, you know? So what I do in off season is I still weigh myself every day, but you know, I just don't. I try not to check myself out in the mirror as much. I try not to pull up my shirt and look at my abs, you know, when I'm in the bathroom. Um, I try to just check myself out in the gym when I have like a pump. So like, I walk by the mirror and I go, "Okay, I, you know, I, I look, I look good." Um, so you, it I mean, it's it gets easier and easier every time you do it. Um, the more shows you do, you know. it it does get easier. And what I now focus on is my performance. I'm really just focusing on my performance in the gym, getting stronger, raising my weight and my hip thrust and my squats and deadlifts. And, you know, with my shoulder exercises, because, um, that is what's keeping me going. Like seeing those changes, like, yes, I'm getting stronger. Um, and so that's really like how my my mindset is. And I'm just like, every time I get in the gym, I'm like, how bad do I want my glutes to look in 2019? You know, how bad do I want these shoulders to look? Hmm. So, because um, I, I want to bring something totally different. You know, I want to bring a different, improved physique in 2019. So I know that like all of this right now matters so much and I only have a year to do it. So um, that's really what's keeping me going.
0: Yeah, and you're definitely gonna do it, girl. You are like crazy (laughs) motivated. Like, I love that you're so goal oriented. You know, not once have you mentioned anyone else but yourself. It's so important. Exactly. How did you adapt to off season when it came to nutrition though? Cause like, you know, I don't know how you particularly, um, do your meal breaks or meal breakup, but like when I'm in prep, I usually eat six times a day and I eat every two to three hours In mm-hmm. your off season. Were you still doing that? Or did you do like four meals or how yeah. were you? I mean, I know also like going into off season, you're eating bigger meals, so you feel full for a very for a while because you're just not so used to eating as much. Um, mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you take more of an um, intuitive approach? Like, how do you adapt to the changes? Yeah. So,
1: um, you know, that's why I really do love love the flexible approach because I I really just focus on like my pre and post workout meal like always prep. And when I'm in the off season, like those meals are so important to me, just getting in the carbs and the protein pre and post workout. Um, So I I don't like during prep, I don't have like a certain amount of time I have to eat. Like I don't have to eat every three, two hours or whatever. Um, I do. I feel like I do eat more frequent, frequently though, um, just because I I feel like it keeps me more satisfied and, and stuff like that. Um, but having that like flexibility doesn't, I just, I feel like I really don't have any restrictions because I was always allowed to have something during my prep. So post show, I really don't have an urge to want to eat all of the Oreos in sight or eat all the ice cream because, because during prep, like I have an Oreo like every day. I feel like when the, when the calories get really low, no, I don't do that. But, um, I, I just really allow myself to, to do that when I am craving something because it, it helps me keep pushing. Um, but then, yeah, in the um, off season I, or post show, I really don't have this urge to like want to go ham. Obviously, you know, I, I eat out and I have a meal with my family and, and I eat, you know, treats and stuff like that. But um, yeah, during the off season, it's just more calories. So I'm pretty much eating the same thing I do during prep. It's just more, you know, of it. And then I can really fit some funner, like more fun things into my diet. Yeah, like definitely. I can, I can eat out and still stay on track and guesstimate my macros. I can have some ice cream, you know, more ice cream than I would during prep. And I can really have a bigger range to hit. Um, I can fit in some alcoholic beverages and stuff like that. So um, Love
0: it. Yeah. So exactly how did you handle post-show blues? A lot of people get this. A lot of people feel, you know, very sad after, you know, when they're not on stage yeah. and then you see everybody else on stage. Like, how did you handle that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was really – it was actually hard because post-show, um, you know, after I, I got my pro card, like, I was actually pressured a lot by people. To go into the pro circuit, like I was, I was kind of pressured by like some promoters and and some, just like judges too. Like, okay, you should do this. Like, you got you should go, go big. You should keep going. And I was really pressured by people, and um, so and then, but I just I care I cared about my my health so much, and I am like a natural athlete, so I can't just like keep going um so um yeah like post-show I really didn't have the blues because I I was just so ready
0: to take time off yeah you were just like I don't care what anyone says like I know health is number one you're done you've put in your work like you just didn't really care what anyone thought
1: I felt so accomplished and that that was what meant everything um believe me, I want to hit, I wanted to hit that stage so bad this year. I mean, watching the Tampa pro this year was like so hard. And I'm like, gosh, I wish I was up there. I wish I was doing it. I wish I was, you know, I wish I was trying to get those points, you know, to Olympia this year, but I know that my, my time, it will come. And I, this is the sport is all about patience and it's the stage is always going to be there. Yeah, and, you know, your your time will come. You know, people listening, like your time will come. Like this sport has taught me nothing but patience. Like it takes time to get anything
0: that you mm-hmm. want. To know. Definitely.
1: So, um, I probably just ranted about. Something.
0: No, it's so I important. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. So important. Everything that you're saying is amazing. I feel like you're speaking directly to me and directly to all of us that are listening in. You know, patience. That's so important. Like it definitely teaches you a lot about patience. I mean, it took me four years to get my pro card, and you know, you talked about you know doing three shows and placing you know top five, and I'm like, I I did seven shows placing top five, and I (laughs) thought it was never going to happen. Yeah. So you didn't give up, and you no, yeah, it's so important.
1: You kept showing those judges, you know, oh, here she is again.
0: Yeah. She really wants this. Exactly. And
1: you finally had your moment. And yeah.
0: yeah. But I do want to ask you this, and it's kind of a little bit of a loaded question. Um, Do you feel like you received less attention in the offseason than when you were in season? I know a lot of people, you know, they feel a little bit like – the attention like no one's going to care about them like people feel Mm -hmm. like when they're not competing no one's going to care about anything that they're saying anything that they're doing and Mm -hmm. they feel like they have to be stage lean all year round to even get attention Mm -hmm. or for people to care about them do -hmm. you feel like you receive less attention in the off season oh yeah
1: no definitely um i mean you know, when I had to take those two years off and I could have been, you know, getting lean, you know, staying lean, competing and growing my Instagram following. And, you know, just because, you know, when you're leaner, people do like to follow you because you are you have abs, and you you just, you, you know, you'll look b- better and people like to follow that. And um, but I. I don't do it, you know, for the followers. I don't do it for um like the social media growth. um, You know, I just always, I always follow me and my gut feeling and um, yeah, definitely. I don't get as much attention, no, during when I'm in off season, for sure. I try to preach it so much. Like I, I really try to get my word out there just with the posts and YouTube. I really try to promote like, taking time off and how important it is and I feel like a lot of people I do get a lot of people like reaching out saying like thank you for being so open so that has actually really been like helping me like okay good I'm impacting some lives here you know i'm I'm, I'm impacting some people to to take some time off and do it the right way mm-hmm. um but yeah no it, it's it is tough it is you don't you don't get that much of attention when you are. A little bit fluffier. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have another question for you as far as business is concerned because you do have a business. So do you feel like your business went downhill when you went into off season versus being an in season? Like, do you feel like that affects you? Because a lot of us girls, we are fitness coaches and we do have clients and we mm-hmm. do worry a little bit about that when, you know, we are in our off season, we want people to still look up to us and, you know, know a lot about like, it's okay to take time off those kind of things. But people are very very Visual and yeah. when they do things, when they um, are feel connected to things, they are very visual. Um, so do you feel like you um you kinda you lost business or a business wasn't as as booming as when you were lean?
1: Yeah, so I feel my business hadn't really blown up until now, like actually January when I finished competing. I really put it out there into the world. Like, Hey, I, am a coach, you know, I really want to help you out. Um, you know, during my, my competing time when I was lean and doing all the, all these shows, I really gained experience. So, um, experience in the sport and posing. So I could one day be a coach and really help my athletes one day. And I think me now becoming a, a pro and, or, you know, earning that status, that um, title um, people are coming to me now. And um, so actually it has blown up during my off season this year because mm-hmm. I kind of just keep promoting um, that I'm a coach and just, and just the way I do things. So um, it has, it has slowed down a little bit now but I, I i do i do think competing and showing people that you do this and that you can go through it you know you can um go through prepping and stuff um it's it's good to do that if you are a coach like you have to do that as well um so
0: so yeah. yeah, so I feel like you probably had a lot more time for your clients too. You said you promoted it a lot more. Now you have a yeah. lot more cl- uh, time dedicated to your clients, so your clients are going to get individualized attention and actually see results. So that's probably another good another reason why you guys kind of blew up. You know what I mean? And I think, definitely, yeah. I agree. There's nothing wrong with showing people that you've done it before, but I feel like yeah. it's probably you're probably a lot more relatable to people who are trying to get lean and they realize like, hey, I don't have to be stagely and I can look like that and be perfectly happy and, you know, love myself, you know, mm-hmm. like that as well. So I think that's great. I think you're an awesome role model and I just, I love what you guys are doing. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Of course. So do you see yourself doing this like 10, 20 years from now? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. For sure. Cause like, I feel like, cause I've just like, I've set this standard for myself which is taking time off, you know, like I competed in 2015, took two years off, competed, took, taking another year off. Like I am always going to take time off. And that's why I'm, I feel like I am going to have longevity in the sport. Um, I, I do see myself doing this for 10, 20, you know, years into my forties, like for sure, like no doubt in my mind um, just because I, I love it. And I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush to compete. I'm in no rush to go to the Olympia and, you know, be Miss Bikini Olympia. You know, Um, I know my time will come one day. And, um, yeah, I'm just all about longevity for Hmm
0: for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. I think I was um, listening to someone and they were saying that Sandy really encourages people to take time off because time off gives you longevity in the sport. And I never really thought about it that way. You know, people feel like they have to keep showing up, showing up, showing up, so they can get all this attention. But I mean, eventually you burn out. And that's kind of how life works in general. You have to have, you know, fun days, off days, you know, um, meditation in the morning. You have to give yourself holidays. Like these are all very, very important to just have a happier life and just kind of take, you know, your victories as they come. So I think that's awesome that you said that. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: This this shouldn't like take over your life. Like, you know, hopefully – you, everybody else has something else that isn't involving competing. Like competing shouldn't take over your whole life. Like you, you know, you have a job, you have friends, you have relationships and competing is really tough. It takes a lot. I mean, when you when I'm in prep, it's like, there is no balance because it's just like all in, it's like nutrition, it's training, it's cardio. I mean, it takes a lot. So, Mm -hmm. That's why it's important to take time off because, you know, you gotta have that balance in your life, you know? So this fitness thing, it's, you know, the competing shouldn't be the only thing that you do, um, which you, you know, you, you have, you have a business, you have a podcast now and, you know, you're doing other things besides just being a bikini competitor.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And honestly, like last year um was probably the best year for me because I really was able to find balance even in my competing life. And I really want to start sharing people exactly like the things that I did because last year we went on several vacations. Um yeah. <laughs> while it was Oh, on you went prep. to Greece? Well, no, we're going to Greece soon. But oh, okay. last year, we went on several vacations Um, throughout the year. um, I went to every birthday party I attended. I went out with my girlfriends at night. And I just, I don't know. I was, I don't know what it was. I think it was more like my mental, my mentality kind of changed. I've been doing this for so long that I was able to really change the way I thought about food, the way I thought about my experiences, and really realize that being in company with the people I love. Is more important than the food and the drinking, and I made Mm -hmm. that shift so that it didn't matter what was going on as long as I had the day off from work, we were doing it. So, so I mean, we even, I mean, even on my birthday, we went, I was prepping on my birthday, and we went to a theme park, and we did all these fun things. Like, I never stopped doing anything that I was doing because I was on stage last year, and I wasn't able to do that before. I was definitely 100% all in, didn't have any balance at all. If someone had a birthday party, I wasn't showing up to their dinner because I didn't want to feel left out. But things have definitely changed, um, for sure. And I think that just comes with like a lot of experience. And um, yeah. and definitely like this year, you know, being in the off season has helped me grow my business more and really focus in on uh, more bi- business oriented things. But uh, at the same time, you know, like you like you did, you did your cut. I did my cut. You know, you're able to still. Eat healthy and just um enjoy life a little bit more, um, you know, food-wise and stuff like that. So definitely different spectrums, definitely um, yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of things going on, but that's awesome. I definitely wanted to dive into talking to you about your breast augmentation because I read that you actually put your breasts on top of the muscle, correct? Yes. Like you got the augmentation on top of the muscle. Like why did you decide to do that? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So you have to obviously go to your doctor and, and get their opinion. So I would go to a few different doctors and, and get different opinions and then go with the one that you are more comfortable with, like the doctor that has your vision, you know, and your and understands you and what you want. You know, I went to my doctor saying, hey, I do these Fitness competitions, I get really, really lean for stage, but I work out. I run. I work out my chest. I, I, um, you know, I'm an athlete. Like I, I train hard. And so, um, coming down to it, he wanted to put my the implants over the muscle, and I was like, "What? Why? Because I see all these other competitors and girls, you know, they put them underneath the muscle because mm-hmm. I guess because we get so lean." Um, um, that, you know, you don't want the implant to show. But after him convincing me, he's like, hey, you already have some breast tissue. Like you, you already have a little bit of b- breast tissue to work with. Um, when you get super lean, you aren't going to see the implant and you are going to be able to work out your chest. You know, it's a less invasive surgery. So when you go underneath the muscle, you know, you got to cut the muscle and then put it underneath the of the muscle. Um, it's, it's a longer healing process to, to heal from. Um, you know, I got mine over and I was like, I wanted to go to the gym, like two weeks post-op, like one week post-op. I was like up, I was so ready to just like, I'm like, I feel fine. Like the recovery was so fast and easy. Like I don't have any issues. Like I'm able to work my chest and go hard, hit PRs, um, like deadlift. Mm. I I have no setbacks whatsoever. So, um, yeah. And then when I, when I competed and got stage lean, you didn't see the implant at all. So go to your doctor, see which one's best for you, because some doctors, they just want to like, give you the biggest size, give you the, these big boobs, make somebody happy. And then, okay, go, you know, let me just give this girl the biggest boobs ever. Um, for, you know, for me, the doctor know, knew that I wanted something proportional. I wanted my boobs to match my butt. I didn't want these huge double D's to take over my body. Um, I wanted something like that fit me well, that I could still be active. And, um, so the implants, they're not, um, they're not too big. They're only like 150 CC over the muscle, which I know if you go under the muscle, you have to go bigger. Like sometimes you have to go 300, 500 CC. Um, so they're smaller implants, but when you go smaller, you can go over the muscle. um, so that that's my experience with it. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: interesting. I am. Um, I think mine. I don't even know, honey, but I think mine's like under and over, if that makes sense. And yeah, I think I've heard of that. And I remember the CCs were pretty big. I don't remember exactly, but they were pretty large. But I was I was interested in that because I saw your photo and I thought you still looked really good, like your boobs still look really good. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's something that I want to do because I feel like mine look really natural and they even like droop down like they look that natural, and I kind of want them to be a little bit more peppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, cause so, out, I feel it's going hard. over the muscle is it? Does it make it more peppy? <laughs> I think so because because if
1: you work out your chest, like you remember, you always have that chest muscle pushing it down. Mm. So you always have that chest, that chest kind of like pushing that implant down. When when it's over the muscle, it's yeah. I don't even wear a bra ever. It's they're just like boop you know? It's like, yeah.
0: They look really know? good.
1: Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I really do. I really like them over, over the muscle. I wish they were a little bigger. Um, but that's, yeah.
0: So what does being a professional in the sport mean to you?
1: Oh yeah. it Um, it definitely means a lot to me. Um, I mean, being in, in the isBB like, and in the MPC, like, IFBB like this is like the biggest league ever like it's like it's the biggest league in bodybuilding um so I'm so blessed to like be a part of it and I think it's a great community you know I love all of all of the pros that I meet um I think you know we're all just amazing women that we all have like you know we're all determined and strong and have that mental, you know, mentality to us, and um, yeah, I think being a, a professional, like, I just want to be a good role model to people and um, spread my my story and my my message, you
0: yeah. know. Whatever. I definitely feel like you've definitely spread your message to us. I feel like we have learned so much from you. You have no idea how many things yeah. you've cleared up for me. How many things you have cleared up for everyone else, especially about going into off season and your approach, and definitely um, your team and its methods. I think it's amazing that you guys are doing that. Um, yeah. And I, we just need to all like jump on board and do exactly what you're doing, and <laughs> and realizing that taking some time off from the stage is definitely definitely going to be okay Yes. Now, they changed the way you qualify for Olympia. Um, before know. it was you had to win in a pro show, and once you win a pro show, you automatically get qualified for Olympia. So you could just prep for one show and then freaking nail it, and then that was it. But now it's a point system. So you have to win uh-huh. multiple times or get second or third place to rack up those points. How are you going to approach your season? Are you going to compete in as many shows as possible to rack up those points so that you can take time off or like what are you going to do (laughs) because it's a lot different than you know kind of what you've done in the past I I guess (laughs) yeah
1: I know because um I feel like it's actually might be like how I how I tried to win my pro card yeah definitely you know doing all those shows so like that's why I'm taking a year off just to get my willpower ready to do this whole thing again um, because yeah, you can't, like you said, you can't just win a pro show and go to the Olympia. Like you really got to do a lot and rack up those points. And then some shows, you know, you get 16 points for winning, you know, first place. And then the smaller ones you get maybe eight or something like that. So I don't really know. I plan on just starting my prep maybe at the end of this December or January and really, um, when I feel like I am ready, like I feel like I am conditioned enough to step on that pro stage, I think I'm just gonna go all out, do as many as I can. I'm definitely gonna make a plan for this whole thing, but um, yeah, maybe compete in like um, June or no, probably like May, stuff like that, in like the summertime, and really try to just get get those get those points get those um, maybe, points yeah do a big show and then do smaller little ones um but yeah i don't even know like i don't even know how to really go about it because mm. it's just like you have to stay lean and kind of compete a lot i feel like unless because there's no way I'm just going to win the first show. Like, no, I'm like a <laughs> – Don't community. say that.
0: That could no, but totally it's like, happen to you. <laughs> well, it's like
1: people, you know, they forget like they forget about me. Like, they probably, you know, they don't remember me as much as whatever, a year or two ago. So I feel like you definitely – I'm at, like, the bottom again. You know, I'm at the bottom um, of the – Total pull. So the total kind of got to, like, work your way back up again. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a long season, I'm yeah.
0: thinking. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm definitely a new professional. Um, I def- I did do two pro shows, but still, yeah. we're starting over. These, You know, the judges don't know our – well, they know our faces, but there are new judges as well to um, – yeah be seen in front of for sure. But I loved everything that we've talked about today and I hate to, you know, go to the end. But I do want to ask you my favorite question. This is the Bikini Diaries question. If there was one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank. Dear Diary.
1: Yeah. um, Dear Diary, I wish that before I started my whole season of doing these national shows, that I had my posing under control because my posing was terrible at all of my national shows. And then I finally got help for nationals. So posing and I mean everything like can, makeup, everything. But oh my gosh, get your posing under control before you do these national shows because posing and presenting yourself and just like making your body look the best as it possibly can. Because when the judges are looking at you, they are looking for flaws. They're looking for, you know, they are looking for like the bad parts. Like, Oh, does she have a big waist or whatever? Um, So get the posing under control. So that was like the, the biggest thing that I wish I would have like done.
0: On day one. Thank you for your confession. That's awesome. I think we can all learn from that. And Lauren, what advice would you give to someone wanting to become an IFBB bikini professional in the sport?
1: Yes. My advice is plan it out. Plan out your season. Um, It might be a long season, you know, get ready for it. It might be, um, you might have to do a, a couple shows, a few shows, you know, it might be a while to you get that pro card. So, um, my advice is to plan ahead. Um, you know, if you just won, if you just did a regional show and you got nationally qualified and you, and you jump right into a national show or whatever, like, you know, don't just rush through the sport, you know, really take your time. Like maybe you did your first regional show and, Take, take take a year off. Take some time off so you can come back better than ever. So that is my main tip is just let's just all slow down and have, you know, more patience in the sport, planning out, planning it out, planning out your season, giving yourself a lot of time. Um, so, yeah.
0: Lauren, love it. So where can we go to find you on your YouTube, your Instagram, your website? You are amazing. You have so much content that we can all learn from and we want to find you. So where can we go?
1: Yeah. So you can just actually Google like Lauren Miller because nobody has my last name. But um, then you can like you can find my YouTube channel from there because it's just Lauren. It's just Lauren Meller on YouTube. At Lauren Danameller on Instagram. And it's it's just my name. So just search
0: my name. Perfect. I'll definitely have all of that in the show notes so we can go and follow you, girl. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely loved it. No, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. If you love this episode just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you could help me help others so please if you loved it it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends thank you so much for tuning in today and always remember to never give up on your dreams